Well, all the ingredients are here, aren't they? A very much informed lower league team. Is this the chance? It is the chance! And it's the goal! Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside the Changing Room. As you can see, we are joined by a man who has a wealth of experience in the Football League, representing Scunthorpe, Mansfield, Notts County, to be exact. I'm sure, to be honest, really, if you look back on his career, he's an absolute Mansfield Town legend. I think I think I looked down on his social media the other day, and Mansfield fans were still wishing he was still playing for him. He still, he, still uh, he currently plays for Solihull Moors in the National League Premier. We are joined today by Christian Pierce. Christian, thank you ever so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate no it. Yeah. No problem at all. Jacob, good to be back as always. Great to be back, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's two, two, two in one go after the Chris Lyons podcast. But yeah. um, another fantastic guest in Christian. Christian, firstly... Um, I, I know it's weird times at the moment. Uh, you're obviously representing you, and, and you're in Sol- you're at Solihull at the moment. How are you finding everything that's going on at the moment with with obviously no fans playing playing football? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a strange time. Obviously, being used to playing in front of a decent sized crowd every week to go into basically same as playing in the park with your mates, really, isn't it? So it's a yeah. bit strange in that sense, but. Um, I think the intensity is still there in terms of it's still a competitive game and we're all competitors at the end of the day and we we all want to win. So it's always going to have a little bit of edge to it. Yeah, let's go right back to the beginning then, Christian. You started your career. Uh, um, well, you started your career really playing Sunday football, but you, you, you played in a trial match, you, you were saying, before before we went live to go on trial to, to sign for Birmingham. Correct me if I'm wrong, you, uh, you were played in that trial match as a striker. What happened? <laughs> um, so basically, it was like a, a a mini tournament. So there was about five or six games that day. And because I used to play pretty much every position at that time, that particular tournament, tournament, I was playing up front and I was just scoring for fun. And so when when the scout approached my, my dad and said he wants to take me on trial, obviously they, they only knew me as a striker then. So I played my first, I played one game for the academy then. Uh, I think it was Hereford away or somewhere like that. We won one now and I scored. And then after that, they heard I played at the back as well. So the next game for them, I think was Forest at home. I played centre-back that game. We won 3 now, and then straight after the game, they wanted to sign me. So that was the last time I played up front. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were... Later on down the line, you were obviously made captain of Birmingham's under-18 side. Did you always feel from an early, early age that you had that leadership qualities that you ended up showing later on in your career? Um, to be honest, when you're young, you don't really think about that kind of stuff. You just want to play and just obviously help the team any way possible. So obviously the, the season before, I hadn't even played under-18s. So I know a lot of academies try and push their younger players through and try and try and push them as much as possible but at the time the the academy manager didn't really push anyone so I think Terry Wesley came in from I think he was at Derby before I think he's at West Ham now but he came in and then as a first year made me captain and I've played pretty much every game and I made my reserve debut that same season so he definitely came in and and helped helped, helped me a lot to progress and move through the ranks. Yeah, well, your first taste of senior football actually came on loan and it was on loan at Notts County. I mean, how fondly do, do you remember that time in your career? Yeah, very fondly. Obviously, I think that was the same season, to be fair. So as a first year, not many first years go out go out and play first team football, especially as a centre-back. So that was definitely a positive for me and my career at the time. Um, I think that also led to me getting a, the England under 17 call up as well. So... Yeah, it was, it was a good time, good experience for me. Obviously, I was only there for a couple of months and then I got recalled to go back back and play for Port Vale, who were in the league above at the time. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a positive season for me. 
making that move, you know, that step up from youth football to senior men's football at that time, especially as a centre-back, was there anything that surprised you about the game? Um, well, I think, obviously, youth team football, it's a lot more about just development rather than trying to win games. So it was, it was a bit of a learning curve in that sense, but not that much because competitively, that's how I am anyway. So no matter what, I'm trying to win whatever game I'm playing, even if I'm playing a little game with my son at home, I'm still trying to beat him. So it's it's it was a little bit of a, a strange one where it's it's life or death for your teammates. They're, they're, it's their bread and butter. This is what they're earning their living doing. Whereas before it was just, okay, you take the positives from whatever you didn't, didn't you didn't win, but you played well, you did this well, you did this well, you can work on this. Whereas now it's week in, week out. We need to win. We need to get points on the board. So that was the only real difference between it. Yeah, you, you were meant to have your loan extended for a second time after having it extended once at Noss County. But then you were recalled by newly appointed manager Alex McLeish, you know, at Birmingham at the time. You know, what, what was your thoughts on, on that decision? Was it frustrating that, you know, you were really starting to build up that, that experience and then, and then you were recalled again? Um, it was a strange one, really, because to be honest, I didn't really know about it until the day before because I think we had their game on the Saturday and then I got a call on the Thursday night from Alex McLeish and he just basically said yeah we're going to call you back because we want you to go and try and play somewhere somewhere higher so I, I trained with Nats County again on the Friday but I don't think their man the, the manager at the time knew that I was going back so he had named me in the starting lineup and it wasn't until after training that I was kind of like um, I'm supposed to be going back today, so I won't be playing tomorrow. And then, yeah, that was a bit of a sticky situation. But um, ultimately, it was it was it was a bit bittersweet because I was enjoying my time, but at the same time, it's a chance it, it's a chance to go and play at another another club and get a new experience and play at a higher level. So it was it was definitely a positive thing. I mean. Yeah, after a short loan spell at Port Vale, Christian, you, you made another loan move to Scunthorpe. But I mean, this was the kind of the first real taste in your career that, that you had of success because that that season ended up in promotion. Sum up that season as a whole because you're obviously saying that you played in majority of that season. Yeah, so obviously, obviously, like I said, the season before was was different because obviously Nuts County and Port Vale were at, at the opposite end of the, the league and struggling. Yeah, but. That enabled me to get my name out there as such and kind of put me in a position to go to Scunthorpe that following season. So obviously already having some League One experience with Port Vale, Scunthorpe took the chance on me and it was it was one that that obviously paid off because we ended up getting promoted. Um, it was the first time that I was really playing week in, week out for a long period because obviously the season before was a couple of months and then no games and then a couple of months and then season finished so this was the first time where I was really a mainstay in the team from the start of the season all the way to to the end unfortunately I didn't get to actually play in the, the playoffs I was on the bench for the for the first two games for the semi-finals and then in the stand for the final but it was still a great experience because I think I was 18 19 at the time so it was definitely a great experience to be in and around a promotion winning team at such an early age yeah could you could you always tell that year that 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 had that squad had the makings of of a special season because obviously there was experience experience pros in there like Grant McCann and Gary Hooper. Gary, I mean Gary Gary Hooper scored bundles of goals that year. Yeah. I mean, could you always tell that that was going to be a special squad that were were to go on and, and be successful? Um, it's hard to say because I think at that time it was it was just for me it was just trying to play as many games as possible and yeah. I could definitely notice the difference from. The quality of players that I was with at Scunthorpe compared to say Port Vale and Nuts County, but to say we were gonna go from, and because we were still underdogs in 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 most of the games, well not most of the games, but you wouldn't you wouldn't as, at the start of the season as put us up there as yeah they they're gonna be title winners or promotion winners, so we've we've done well to to get up that season, but yeah we did have a lot of good players like you said Grant Grant McCann and. And Gary Hooper, who just scores for fun. Um, even Paul Hayes, him and Paul Hayes had a had a great partnership together. Yeah. 
yeah, but ultimately we had we had a, a good squad and a good manager because Nigel Atkins was the manager at the time, and obviously he's he, he's had a good career after that as well with a few other promotions as well. So yeah, I think it was it was ultimately a good a good group of lads who worked well with each other and and complemented each other well. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you talk about that day. Talk about the playoffs, Christian. I, I know, obviously, you weren't, you weren't in, you were on the bench, and but obviously, and then you were in the stand for the final. How did you find being in around that kind of first playoff campaign? Because we we speak about playoff campaigns that they can, it's complete roller coaster and things like that. Even though you weren't involved as such as playing, did it give you a good experience that you could take on for the rest of your career? That if you were in that situation again, you kind of knew. How to how to handle it? Just seeing how people dealt with it in those situations. Um, to be honest, it was it was a bit for me. It was personally, obviously, I was I was young at the time, but thought I, w- I should have been playing, so I was a bit frustrated that I wasn't yeah. wasn't starting, and then ultimately not even making the bench for the final. So at the time, I was I probably didn't take it in as what it was. So it was it was a bit of a not bittersweet, but it was one of them where I was happy for the team that we won, happy that we got promoted. But at the time, I probably didn't take it in for what it actually was because it was because yeah. to, to this day, it's still my only promotion. Uh, I know we just missed out at uh, Mansfield a couple of years ago, but ultimately that was still my only promotion. And you don't realise how, how difficult it is to get into a promotion winning team and actually stay in the team. So... It's definitely something that I, I look back on and think I should have enjoyed that a lot more and I should have probably done this better or done that better. But ultimately, it's it's definitely one of my favourite seasons. Yeah, following that, of course, you made another short loan move to Peterborough and then another one to Huddersfield, although that soon became permanent. You know, was it was it hard at that stage to, to move away from Birmingham, you know, the club that you'd spent so long representing? Um, well, to be fair, I was, I was excited going into that pre-season because... Like we said, we just got promoted with Scone for, I think I went to the, the Euros with England that's that summer as well. And I come back to pre-season, flying, doing well in training. And then um, McLeish pulled me into his office and said, basically, what, what do you see yourself doing this season? And I think there was only three other centre-backs at the time. So I was, I was honest with him and just said, like, I'm, I'm hoping to make my debut this season and be in and around the first team and I'm pushing for making a bench here and there. And he basically just said, I don't think you're ready yet. I want you to go on loan again. So I was like, okay, fair enough. And I had a lot of championship clubs that I was interested that wanted to sign me. Um, but I think McLeish then said to, to all the clubs basically that they wanted a big fee, but I think it was like a hundred grand for me to go on loan, which basically killed a lot of, lot of the moves. So I think it was ultimately only Peterborough that could have that actually agreed a deal. I don't think it was a hundred grand straight up. I think it was like a pay as you play. So I don't think that helped my cause in terms of getting selected for the team. But ultimately it was it was a difficult period because ultimately I just wanted to play football. And because I had so much interest interest, sorry, um it was frustrating that I couldn't go to where I wanted to go. Cause there was a lot of good clubs that I would have liked to play for and and ultimately had a decent season with. But for whatever reason, he asked for that hundred grand or whatever the fee was, and then it kind of put a damper on things. But you, you live and you learn, so it is, it is what it is. I can't change that. It's out of my control. So I just tried to go to Peterborough and force my way in there. But ultimately, I didn't really play, which is why I, I went back in January and, and tried to go somewhere else. But it's it's... It's strange having football when you don't play for a certain amount of time. You kind of not get forgotten, but you kind of have to prove yourself all over again. So I was ultimately kind of back to square one with with not playing at Peterborough. So that's that's and then to not play at, at Huddersfield, it was it was basically a whole season where I didn't really play. And being fully fit, it's difficult to to get your head around that. Yeah, I mean, moving to those new surroundings in Huddersfield and like you said there, being really keen to, to make those appearances. You know, how, how frustrating and what sort of effects did that have on you when you're in these new surroundings and you're, you're just not getting the game time you want? Yeah, I think it was probably 
probably definitely my most frustrating season because like I said, I was I was fully fit. I wasn't out injured or anything like that. I was just not getting picked. So even though was Peterborough was losing every week because it was it was a difficult season for us, I still couldn't get in. He was rotating the team a lot, but I still couldn't get get a game. So I I played a couple of cup games and did well, but ultimately it just didn't happen for me there. So but I understand that's part of football. You gotta kind of get into a team and if if your face fits, your face fits. If you don't really fit and you're not the, the manager's cup of tea, you've got to find a a new place to play football, which is did what that, I tried to do at Huddersfield. Did, did did that time away from you know away from being in the starting lineup change your outlook on on football generally? Did it, did it make you more grateful when you're in these teams and you know you're getting a run of games and you're playing well? Did did it make you feel more grateful for those times as a result? Um, I'm not sure if it was if if the word I would use is grateful, but I definitely le- I learned a lot from not playing. I kind of I think I probably learned more from that season than the two previous seasons where I was playing because there's a lot of things that you you don't really realise until you actually watch games live. So me being in that position, and obviously it's a it's it's a good standard playing in the in the championship. So I was watching championship level players, defenders and and forwards and how they move and what's different from that level to the the levels below. And definitely learned a lot from that. So I feel that that helped me going forward in my career even though I didn't play as much as I would have liked. Um, I mean, obviously, summer 2010, you moved, you, you moved back to Notts County. Um, I, I made one league appearance at Huddersfield. I mean, yeah, how, how did it feel going back to going back to somewhere that you knew, Christian? Um, yeah, that, 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 was, that was obviously something that um, basically came about because of my, my previous history of going on loan there because... Like I said, when you don't play for basically a whole year, you kind of forgotten about because I played what fifty games before that, so I'm not really a household name as such. So it was difficult to kind of get anywhere. So luckily, that loan move gave me the opportunity to go back there and 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 go on trial there basically. So I did a week there, and then after a week, they they said they wanted to sign me and they're going to take me on their preseason tour, and then. When I come back from the preseason tour, everything got sorted. Initially, a one-year deal, but I ultimately ended up extending that and stayed there for three years. So it was definitely a, a positive for my whole career because that was where I kind of made a name as such. So yeah, I played a lot of games there, and then obviously there was a lot of managers in that time, so <laughs> it was hard to kind of stay in. in... That, correct if I'm wrong, because yeah, we interviewed. We interviewed Neil Bishop as well, and that was the time that you had Sven Sven Goran Eriksson in, wasn't it? And well, and the owners the after that, yeah, yeah. So he he, I think Bishop was there the season before me, and obviously yeah. went up with Sven and obviously the whole Soul Campbell and everyone else. Yeah, that season, and then I came the following season when basically everyone else left. All right, so, okay. Yeah. Was there still that sense round the club that? That their, their their owners have been there and and, and w- w- once you'd arrived, it was, it was definitely an ambitious club, and obviously yeah. they they still wanted to kind of push up the league and and try and get promoted again. Yeah, obviously the the first first season was more about just establishing ourselves in the league and kind of see where we go after that. Yeah, but pretty much every season we tried to kind of make playoffs and and force our way up the league, but. Ultimately, we kind of fell short. Yeah, I mean, in 2011, you had quite a, a serious head injury, didn't you? How was how was that like getting fit after after obviously getting injured like that? Because obviously, head injuries now yeah. are, are a big thing in in football and, and need yeah. to be taken quite care of, don't they? Yeah, because it, it was a strange one to be fair. Because I had, I think, I had a clash of heads in one of the games, and then. Yeah. I had like blurred vision and stuff so had to come off. And then I think then the the game after that, um, in the week leading up to it in training, I had a clash of heads with one of my teammates and was unconscious. So I, had to, I couldn't play that next game. And then I think we played Man City in the Cup yep. like a couple of weeks later. And I had a clash of heads with Balotelli. And yeah. he, he he came off straight away. And I think I think he collapsed after, after 
um, in a change room and that just rushed into hospital. Um, I I carried on playing and then come off for like the last 10 minutes, but I didn't have any checks or anything. And then it wasn't until I got home and my dad was kind of like, you need, you've had three, injury, three head injuries in the last two, three weeks. You need to go get checked out. Yeah. So uh, I went down to the to A&E and just got checked out. And then basically they said I had a, a bleed on the brain. So Wow. Yeah, so then obviously I've let the club know and then I couldn't do anything for, I think it was 12 weeks, 12 to 13 weeks. So I think Paul Ince was the manager at the time. Um, and then... They had, I think they've lost. I think they had thirteen games and drew one and lost twelve. So ultimately, he got set. And then, I think they had a temporary manager, Carl Higgs, who came in for a couple of games, and then he was gone. So I didn't even get to meet him. And then Martin Allen came in, and then he phoned me up on Wednesday, Wednesday night, and he was like, "What are you doing? What, where you been?" And obviously I told him the situation and then he's like, okay, cool. Come in tomorrow, you're training. And then I came in on the Thursday morning, trained, trained on the Friday. And then he put me in on the Saturday against MK Dunsaway. How many weeks was was this into this? After this, was, this was, yeah, so this was 12 weeks I've gone now. So I've not done anything oh, for 12 weeks. Right, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've literally, I was, I was a week yeah, I think a few days before I was like cleared to come in. And, so I was supposed to come back in and train on that yeah. Monday. But he was like, come in tomorrow. We'll see how you are. Um, so came in, trained on the Thursday, trained on the Friday. And he started me at, I think, <clears throat> I think I even played right back that game as well. Wow. Or, or I started at centre back and then he moved me to right back later on in the game. You mentioned, two, you, you mentioned two managers there, Christian. Obviously, Paul Ince and Martin Allen. Yeah. Let's start with Paul, Paul first. How was yeah. how was Paul to to, to be around him and, and play under? To be fair, I I enjoyed enjoyed my time under him. To be fair, he, he was a good coach. Um, initially, he was he wasn't really really having me. So the first thing he did was drop me from the team. So I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, so I had to work. My, I think I played I played the first game because I think there's the staff before picked the game for the first his first game. So I played that game and then he dropped me for the next two or three games and then I went back in done well and then he kept me in until obviously the head injury um but ultimately like I uh I learned a lot under him and and I appreciate him him coming in and and, and working with me and obviously Martin Allen me being a me, and a, me being a Jules fan um yeah. he, he, I mean he'd he done wonders for my club so I thank him for that but obviously yeah how how was how was Martin to to be under yeah like I definitely understand how we got the name Mad Dog, <laughs> but, but I think there's always been a a, mes- a method to his madness because yeah. a lot of things you won't really see at, at like for face value, be like that doesn't make sense. But then if you kind of analyze it, you're like, okay, I see what he did in there. That yeah. makes sense. And he 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 is a good manager. I know a lot. Of, he's not a lot of people's cup of tea, but I definitely on like I, I rate him highly in, in the managers I've worked with. I'm sure you've got some wacky stories that that he used to do now that you look back on. You think at the time, what was he doing? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I remember one time he just he pulled he pulled he told the, it was on a away trip, um, and you know you do like set pieces and stuff before, and, like usually on a Friday before and whatever. But this this week we hadn't done any yet, and then I remember he, he just he was on the coach on the way down, and he saw this random park, so he just told the coach driver pull over, and then we we done the set pieces in just a random park in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and then a few weeks later we done the same thing but just in a car park like the hotel car park so not even like on grass we're just in a car park just doing set pieces oh wow yeah. oh my god so he, he does he does crazy things like that and he takes his dog everywhere so his, Monty. his dog would yeah. Be, yeah yeah so Monty made it to, to, to a lot of away trips as well came on the coast and <laughs> A lot, a lot of the boys didn't really like dogs at the time as well. So I think right. all of us were sitting at the back. Well, the ones that didn't really like dogs were sitting at the back. And he made his dog come and sit basically at the back with us. And <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really go down well with a few of the boys. But yeah, he's, he's definitely he's definitely got a few crazy crazier stories that I can't even share. So 
Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you can't. Moving on to 2012, you were yeah. you were eventually placed on the transfer list li- list by Keith Cole. Was it yeah. a disappointing kind of way to to end times at, uh, at County, and, and was it frustrating? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like I, I kind of made that club my home, so obviously I was I was this was my third season now there, so I was not a household name, but the fact the fans took to me, I, I had a good relationship with everybody at the club. I was enjoying playing for the club, so yeah, it was it was it was a bit one. It was like I said earlier, is if certain managers just they're not your cup of tea. So if if you're not in their plans, they're not in your plans. But I, I hold no malice towards him. It, it, it's part of football. I've learned to deal with 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 that. As I think I think I definitely learned a lot under him, even though he didn't really want me around and whatever. But I definitely still took a lot of things from him that I can take into my career and, and continue to use to this day. Wow. Oh, yeah. In, instead of actually moving away permanently from Notts County straight away, you know, you actually made a loan move to Barnet. Um, you know, was was that your call to, to make that loan move? Um, well, obviously, he came halfway through the, my second season and obviously I didn't really get any game time under him. And then it came back to pre-season and obviously I came back with the mindset of I'm coming to prove you wrong. I want to I want to still be here and I want to play. So obviously he didn't want me to to play in any of the pre-season friendlies or anything like that. So I hadn't really played. I was basically doing pre-season by myself. Um, I didn't get taken on the, the tour to, I think it was Marbella that went that year. Um, so I kind of knew that I wasn't really going to get an opportunity to play here. So I was like, okay, I need to go go on loan or get some game time somewhere. And he, obviously he didn't want me to go to another League One club and obviously play against the club or help another League One club. So ultimately the only only way I was allowed to go was to a lower league. So um, obviously Barnett was struggling at the time. I think there was like six games in and hadn't won a game yet. So it was just a case of go there, get get some games and see where it takes me. So I went there and and to be fair, I enjoyed it there. I played, I played, I think, 20, 25 games, something like that. And yeah, I think Edgar, Edgar Davis came in halfway through my long spell. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, I there was, was a lot of experience there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he can still, he can still see that he, he has glimpses of just, just sheer quality. But obviously, I think it was 41 at the time. You could see that he is he wasn't the the same the same as obviously he was ten years prior to that, but he still had a had a bit in him and and still had a passion for the game. Correct if I'm wrong, he didn't he make himself captain and also give himself the number one yeah. shirt. Yeah, so that and he also made everybody call him Mister because it because he wasn't actually gaffer outright. He was joint gaffer when he first came. So oh okay, so he. So we called the gaffer, obviously gaffer, and then he wanted to be referred to as Mister, which was a bit strange to me. But I was just like, okay, it is what it is. But right. yeah, gave himself the armband, gave himself the number one shirt. But to be fair, his debut, I think we won four 0 against Northampton. But I think we basically won because every one of them their players basically just tried to smash him every time he got the ball. So <laughs> he played himself as a number 10 in the hole. And then literally, as soon as he got the ball, four players would just run towards him, which left, obviously, Everyone else. room for everybody else. Yeah. So if he could just pop it around the corner in one touch or whatever, we're in on goal, basically. So, yeah, it was it, it was it was an interesting time. But, yeah, it's another one I learned a lot from. I mean, yeah. Do you, do you have any other interesting stories from from your time there, or, or maybe involving Ed, Edgar Davids? Um, to be fair, I, I, I probably wasn't there long enough with with Edgar. I think he came in was it November, and I left in December. So there's not too many stories I have with him. Yeah, I, he did, however, try and take the shortcut, like because, like I said, they were joint managers, so we would do the set pieces with the gaffer, and then when it comes to game time, he'll try and do a completely different set piece that we haven't worked on. Which oh, no. ended up oh, with wow. him basically running, wanting to take a short corner and trying to dribble it through four players and get into the box, which never worked once. So, oh, yeah, God. crazy. But it yeah. is what it is. 
Yeah. Well, in, in July 2013, uh, you were eventually released by Notts County and, and you signed a two-year deal at Torquay. I mean, you know, how much interest was there from different clubs at that time that you, that you were aware of? Um, it was interesting, to be fair, I had I had a couple, couple of clubs, but ultimately came down to Luton or Torquay. But at the time, Luton was in the conference and I didn't really want to go to the conference at the time. I wanted to stay in the league which is funny enough because I ended up signing for Torquay, getting relegated to the conference and Luton getting promoted to the league. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them where you kind of look back and was it the right decision? Maybe, maybe not. But I think, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I'm, I'm grateful for every club I've been to and every, every manager I've worked under. Yeah, you just mentioned that, that bit there about Torquay getting relegated, Christian sum up your your thoughts on that campaign was it yeah what 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 do you put it down to on what on what happened um ultimately like for me personally it was a bit of sweet season because me personally I had a good season and ultimately got um player of the season I even came second in the golden boot which kind of sums up our season <laughs> um wow. I think the top scorer finished with five and I finished with four so you can kind of see where the problem was. We didn't score enough goals. and yeah. um, But ultimately, if you don't score goals, you don't win games. So it was, it was like I said, bittersweet because personally I had a good season and, and did well. But obviously getting, getting relegated is, is not really what, you, what you're, you're aiming to achieve at the start of the season. So No, no I mean... You then eventually signed for, for Mansfield Town in, in July 2015 after a, a, a trial period. How did how did that move come about? Um well, to be honest, it was it was kind of out of the blue. Like um do you know Exodus G- G- I, can't, I can't even pronounce his last name. I was at Peterborough with with Exodus Geogarhan Jehogan, yeah. I don't even know how to say it. He's got a really yeah. long throw. You might remember yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he he kind of obviously he was at Mansfield this season before, and he reached out to Mickey Moore, who who obviously reached out to me, and said, uh, "Do you fancy coming down and and training with us?" So I was like, "Okay, no no worries." So I think I I went I, I played the game on a Saturday because I think there was a way on their tour, and then they came back for the game on a Saturday. So I played the game on a Saturday. And then trained the following week, and then signed at the end of that week. So yeah, it, it was it was a uh, like I said, a bit out of the blue, but obviously it was an opportunity to to play in the league again. And after not really playing too much, I was kind of in and out the season before at Torquay in the conference. So it was a bit of a a strange one because obviously the season before I was playing the season, and the following season I'm I'm kind of in and out. Yeah. So obviously to have the opportunity to go back into the league and and Mansfield only being an hour up the road, it's not it's not the worst move in the world and obviously an opportunity to, like I said, play in the league again. Yeah, you played 40 games during that during that first season, considering yeah. you were just someone that coming along to, to, to have a trial to get to get in the team, you ended yeah. up playing pretty much week in, week out for Mansfield. Sum up that sum up sum up that first season. Um there was a lot of ups and downs to be fair because I actually got sent off three times that season. Yeah. And before that season, I only had three three sending offs in my whole career. So it was a bit of a okay, this this isn't normal, but luckily the gaffer stuck with me and he put me in pretty much every game I was available for. So I'm very grateful for that and like to think that I repaid him on the pitch. Yeah, and then of course, following season, finishing twelfth, you're actually named player of the season by the club. I mean, that must have been a real proud moment for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, personally, that's something I try to aim for every season to try and obviously be at least a nominee, and 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 obviously, if I can win it, that means I've I've done my part to help the team because ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about winning games and helping the team any way you can. So if 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 you're player of the season, obviously you've you've done what you've set out to achieve so yeah I was definitely pleased with that and then of course the following summer Steve Evans as manager re- revamps the squad I mean I mean a man that's you know very well known among the EFL uh where, where does he rank among among the the managers you worked under yeah he's, he's definitely he's definitely up there obviously we we had like when he first came in 
like like he does at most clubs, he brings in a lot of players. <laughs> um, so I think he brought in two centre backs straight away. Um, I think firstly, I think he brought in sixteen players. I think it was. Wow. So yeah, ultimately, I knew if I wanted to be here, I'm gonna have to obviously perform when I get a chance and obviously work hard in training and and obviously get any get in his good books. So initially I think the first few games I started on the bench. Um then I think I got a start and did well. I think the team won. And then I kind of worked my way into his good books and stayed there luckily enough. <laughs> I mean I, I mean obviously yeah being like being obviously a Gills fan um, and, and speaking to a, a lot of players, they say away from the pitch, he's like he's a lovely, lovely guy. The moment he gets on a touchline, he's a completely yeah. different animal. Is that is is that what he was like? Like away from the pitch, he was he was always dressing remote, like dressing door open and things like that. And he had an open door policy, or yeah, he was he was definitely someone that he, he, you could you could have a conversation with, no problem. Is is a bit is a bit like Martin Allen in, in terms of there's a method to the madness of what he does so like even though you see him on, on the sideline screaming and shouting he might he might look back at the bench and give you a cheeky wink and you'd be like oh okay you did it on purpose <laughs> so he's, he's he's definitely a character but he's someone that obviously I, I got on well with and had some good times with yeah because I'm, I'm pretty sure his assistant must have been Paul Rayner at, at Mansfield yeah. Yeah. um how how was Paul as well because he does a lot of the coaching doesn't he yeah, yeah. So basically, he he's he's the day to day guy and obviously runs all the sessions and and obviously structures the team around obviously what the gaffer wants. So yeah, they they work well together and and I I enjoyed working with both of them. To be fair, any crazy stories from them too? I'm sure you've got plenty. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not sure I've got any that I can actually share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, You'd have to come back to me on that one. I'll get back to yeah. you one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe off air. <laughs> off air, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Steve left the Steve left in March for, for, for Peterborough in the time and he left he left Mansfield in the automatic places, didn't he? Was it was it frustrating at the time that that you were doing so well, you were looking really 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 uh, looking at getting promotion and 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 the gaffer went went up and left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean it, it kind of he kind of was, I think it was second at the time. And then yeah. obviously the, the Peterborough manager got sacked and we all knew that he lived in Peterborough and it's kind of one that he's, he, he would he would jump at the chance to go to. Um, but we wasn't kind of, we kind of 50-50 where he's going to go on that because like I said, he was doing well. It was a good season. Um, and was it the right time for him to go there? Or them kind of questions were getting asked. And then out of the blue, just kind of, kind of said, yeah, I'm leaving, and then. Oh, what did he just come in and sit 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 everyone down and just say, "Look, yeah. I'm 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 going." But at first, he he said he he wasn't going to Peterborough. He was he had another job lined up somewhere else abroad, which is why he was going. And then he got a call apparently, and then did a U-turn and went to Peterborough. Wow. So yeah, so obviously the lads were disappointed. Obviously, I was disappointed. Um, but. We still, we still had had high hopes of finishing off the season strong and getting promoted. Um, obviously, Flickcraft came in, and obviously we didn't hit the ground running. It took a bit of a bit of time to get things right, and I think ultimately we dropped out the the playoffs. Um, I think finished eighth, and then obviously had to kind of reassess and regroup in the summer. And then we started we started off that season very well and and ultimately should have should have went up and got promoted but yeah missed you, that ended up, you ended up getting named in the in the league two pfa league two league two team in yeah. a year i mean that probably says a lot that like you you missed out on promo you missed out on the on on the final being beaten by uh, newport but you you were named as one of the league two player of the year that must have been kind of a bit of sweet really wasn't it is it obviously individual mm. for you but Ultimately, like you've just said, you, you probably should have gone and got promoted that year. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, that's that's one of the the high, highlights of my career. Obviously, getting into that that uh, 
team of the year and also got in the EFL team of the year with yeah. obviously the the mixed one where you have the Championship League One and League Two one. I got in that one as well, which wow, which, which was obviously a big deal for me. Um, but yeah, like going into to the last game of the season, we all we needed was a draw against MK Duns, but it was basically a cup final because it was also MK Duns that would go automatic. Wow. So we lost one 0 and obviously had to to drop into the playoffs. And it's always a difficult ask to to then flip the mindset from yeah we should be promoted to okay now we need to we got three more games potentially. Do you think that just do you, do you think that just killed any sort of momentum that you might have had, Christian? Yeah, definitely. I think ultimately that's that's mentally how much it drains from you being at that that point to then dropping out out by a goal basically. So keep a clean sheet after we've done, I think, 19 clean sheets that season. Yeah. So we had one more clean sheet, we would have got promoted. If we had equalised, we have got promoted. But ultimately, that's football. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Graham Coogan eventually comes in at, at Mansfield and, and you, you were released under him. Was, was that a, a frustrating way to end your time at a club which obviously served you so well? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I spent five five good years there and enjoyed every single one of them. Um, obviously, it was a similar situation to to the Keith Curl at Nuts County. He obviously came in and, and didn't really didn't really take to me for whatever reason, and obviously wanted me at the club. So obviously, the same with Graham when he came in. He wasn't really having me when he first came in and tried to get rid of me in January because he came in November, I believe, maybe December. And then January tried to get rid of me and then kept me after I came back into the team and then played well. And then he, he kept me in the team till, till obviously COVID hit. And that's, that's why it was a bit of a strange one because I was playing week in, week out. And then he was he was raving about me to the, to the squad and saying how, how well I'd done in previous games, etc. And then COVID happened and then I didn't really hear from him too much. And then... We had the one-to-one meeting and then he was like, I'm going to go in a different direction and let you go. So it was a bit of a surprise in that sense. And obviously it's not the ending that I wanted after, obviously, building up a, a good rapport with the fans and and obviously being there for five years and playing over 200 games, majority of them as captain as well. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was definitely a disappointing end to, to a good year. And of course, of course, Mansfield in recent years they've had quite a high turnover of, of managers. As as a player, is that is that hard to keep that consistency, or or was there usually that that consistency as as you change manager? Um, well, I can only speak from my point of view, but for me, obviously, being at clubs like Nats County and going out alone a lot when I was young, I kind of, I've kind of been used to having different managers pretty much every season. So for me, it didn't really change too much but I can definitely see the positives of keeping it keeping a, a manager in a job for longer and building with that manager and then of course just taking it back to, to your international experience you know an, an England under 17 international playing at the World Cup in 2007 getting these plaudits off off of names such as Sir Trevor Brooking at the time you know tipping you and Jordan Spence to have bright futures in the game just uh, just tell us about your experiences you know with England's under 17s at that World Cup and, and also your reaction to getting those plaudits um well that that was probably probably till I think it was I was 17 um Playing, I was yeah, it was our first year then. So it was it was it was a season where, like I said, um, I made my my reserve debut. I made my league debut. Um, so to I was I was confidence was high. Every, everything was going well in football. Um, there was talks of a new deal at my club. Everything was was going how I envisioned it. So to me, it was just the most enjoyable time of my career. To be honest. Um, I think we was there for like just over a month. So I think five weeks or something like that. We was there in total. So it was it was a lot in that sense, in terms of obviously being away from your family, being in a different country, um, living in a hotel, 
but ultimately it was the most enjoyable time of, of my career because it was just pure football and pure enjoyment because you're representing your country, you're playing big nations like Brazil and Germany and like you said, getting plaudits from from people like Sir Trevor Brooking. Um, yeah, it was it was just a great time for me. Obviously, Christian, you went you you then again in two thousand nine represented the youth set up in England. Did you ever feel like any point at at that time? Obviously, after getting plaudits off Sir Trevor and and playing so well at major tournaments, did you ever feel like at any point there was going to be a, a chance of a potential? under 21, maybe even further. And, and and what sort of link does the senior and the youth have together around the time that you were playing? Um, that was definitely the, the the goal at the time. Obviously, as a young boy, you always dream of playing at the highest level possible. So obviously at that time, England was the highest level yeah. you, could, you could reach. So for me, that was definitely the next step to try and get to the under 21 squad. And like I said, I think, because that following season where I didn't play um, at Peterborough, that kind of not killed any chance of it, but it definitely ended the the the, the under twenty one talk. Um, so for me, that was that was a goal that I still had to play for England one day and obviously play international football. So for me, it was just about getting back in, into to to my club and and doing well for my club and then hoping that would come at a later date. Yeah, you made the switch to re- represent Barbados um, a couple of years back. Uh, talk us, mm-hmm. talk us through that decision. Yeah, so obviously for me, Barbados is obviously close to heart. Obviously, my 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 family is from Barbados. Uh, my dad was born there, and obviously, we used to go there a lot as um, in my early years. And pretty much every year, every other year, we used to go go visit family over there and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely something that's that's obviously close to heart and. And something that I knew would would ultimately make my family proud, and and something that my my dad especially would would want to see. So um, I was lucky enough to play a couple of games for them, and I've just recently got my international clearance again to go out and represent them again. Wow. So ho- hopefully I'll be able to represent them in the the Gold Cup and the World Cup qualifiers coming up. That's amazing. Yeah, lovely stuff. And then and now just to finish off, of course, life at Solihull Moors. Uh, how's that? Yeah, obviously it's 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 close to home, so that was that was one <laughs> positive. But yeah, it was it was a it was it came it came about quite strange to be fair because I was actually supposed to be signing for another club on that day, oh. so I was supposed to travel down to another club. I won't say the club, <laughs> respect for them. But yeah, um, I got a phone call from Bailey, who's the assistant manager um, at Solihull. Obviously, I've known Bailey and the gaffer from my time at Blues. They were coaches there. Um, so he called me up and basically said, like, we're struggling for a centre-back. Do you fancy it? So, obviously, I told him the situation. I'm literally on the way down to sign for somebody right now. Um, and then he basically said, he's the only way he can get out of it. So I, I spoke to my agent and basically said, I want to go sorry hot instead. And then he's, he managed to sort it out um, and have the difficult conversation on my behalf. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, ultimately, I uh, turned the car around and signed for Solio the next day. So, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been good. I've obviously been playing week in, week out, which is what was the, the aim. Um, scored a few goals and, and got a few clean sheets as well. So... It started well, but I still feel like there's there's more to come from myself and and obviously the boys, boys are good. Um, we've got a good squad and we're trying to win the league, so we're gonna obviously take it one game at a time and and see where it takes us. I mean, you, uh, to be fair, Christian, we've put, we we're about to put you right on the spot now just to finish off, and we should have told you beforehand. <laughs> nice. But usually, at the end at the end of every podcast, we make we make um, our guest pick their best six side team with the players that they've played with. Um, so now we're going to put you, yeah, I told you, we we put you on the complete spot here. Um, how hey, you, you don't need position, you don't need positions, you don't need formations. You just need six players that, that you, you've, uh, you've played with the best you in, in your career. So the players that I pick, am I picking them when I've played with them or when they're in their prime? You've played with them. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to put Gary Hooper up top. Yeah. Because he's probably one of the best finishers I've seen. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put Lee Hughes in there alongside him. Yeah. Because Lee Hughes is actually probably the best finisher I have seen. Him and Sir Kevin Phillips. Um, but I didn't get to actually play with Sir Kev, so I can't yeah. put him in. <laughs> um, um, I want to I wanna put Davids in, but because you said it's when I've played with him, I can't, I'm, I'm not sure I can put him in. Did you play, uh, did you play games with him or not? Did you play? I games? did, yeah, but he, he wasn't in his prime, so I can't oh, really right, okay, yeah. put him ahead of, like, uh, who, who can I put in there? Hmm. You really have put me on the spot. <laughs> Do, I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to have to put a goalkeeper in as well, aren't I? Yeah. Um, who, who's your goalkeeper at County? Was it was Castro Cap- Michael gone by then? Yeah, it was gone. It was a uh, Stuart uh, Nelson. Uh, 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 Nelson Nelson's decent. Nelson was yeah. decent. I like Stuart. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to put um, Smithies in goal. Alex yeah. Smithies. Yeah. Because he he played that World Cup and he he was top draw. He was really one of our class best goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, close Yo. to violet by Jason Steele because he w- he was top top goalkeeper as well. Love that. Um, um, so you got Smithies, Hughes, Hooper. Um, do I have to put myself in there or can I use somebody else? Put yourself in there if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna put Lee Peltier Yeah, in there as well because obviously I was at, at Huddersfield with him and he was quality to be fair. He was yep. by far the best right back in the league and way too good for that level. Yeah, a um, couple more. Yeah. Um, I want to put Romain Sawyers in there, but I haven't technically played a competitive game with him. Obviously, I just, we we obviously grew up together playing Power League and stuff like that. So I don't know if that, does that count or not? Uh, did you play like a friendly I game? I think we can make an exception. I think we can make an exception. We'll make an exception. All right, then. Yeah. yeah. So he's, so he's in there then. So he's, he's my, my centre mid running things. <laughs> um, One more. Smithies, Peltier, Hughes, Hooper, Sawyers. One more. And the worst part about this is as soon as I go in the house, I'm going to think of about six players that I should have Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you're going to be like, oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, there's a list of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, actually, I want I want to put George Boyd in there. Yeah. Even though it doesn't okay. it doesn't go with the balance of the team at all, I'm going to put him anyway. <laughs> Class act, isn't he? Yeah. He, he obviously he was basically on player cam while I was at Peterborough because obviously I wasn't really playing, so he's someone that I, I was watching closely. Yeah. But he, yeah, what he could, how he manipulates the ball and how he finds space and the passes he picks out, he he, he was top quality for. For, for Peterborough and obviously played high there we and go. Well. Really yeah. good team that. So yeah. Smithies, Peltier, George Boyd, Hugh, Lee Hughes, Gary Hooper, and Romain Sawyers. Look at that. Yeah. Great team. Really great team. And great way to end it off. Christian, you've been an absolute ledge mate. Great career. Um yes. and and I really, really hope that you go on and achieve that promotion with Sully Hole. And it'd be great to see a second promotion on your CV and, uh, and, and back in the Football League. Cheers, appreciate that. Thanks for having me.